podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. This is Scott with Bosco's Boys. We're going to try something new, but before we get into it, I need to talk to you about our new promo partner, Tix Blitz. You know, unlike other sites, and it's literally every site out there, Tix Blitz has zero fees. What you see on the screen is what you pay. They're not going to try to hide it from you. You're not going to see, you know, an extra 20% pop up on you right when you're trying to check out. Everything you see is what you're going to pay. If you use promo code armchair, you're going to get an extra 5% off of that. It's insane. You know, use this to go get your Chiefs playoff tickets. Use it to get into the Octagon Doom Big 12 tournament tickets. You want it. They got it. Broadway shows. Anything. Get get on there. It's the official partner of the Armchair Media Network. Again, use promo code armchair. That's all caps, no spaces, at TixBlake. T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. You know it. So we're trying something new here. Um, We're going to call this the Quick Take Hot Take. Uh, This is immediately after the game, and we are giving you our, you know, unedited, not really even thinking about, just full-on takes on the midweek games. Let us know if you like this format. Uh, Moving forward, hopefully Grant will be able to join me, but midweek stuff happens. He's out there saving lives. He isn't able to watch this game, and it's probably for the best. Right now, I'm coming to you right as the first half is wrapping up. Currently, West Virginia is up 35-21. It has not been pretty. We saw another drought happen to start this game that put us down 17-3. We had another long field goal drought. We didn't actually see the ball go into the bucket again for like another 10 minutes. Luckily, we got a uh, goaltending call on West Virginia. It has not been pretty. Um, West Virginia is on paper the easiest game we're going to have until our SEC Big 12 Challenge break where we're playing Texas A&M at home. Uh, You heard us talk about it on the episode that dropped over the weekend. Uh, If if we don't win this, we're in trouble because I don't think this team is going to be able to turn around and go to Ames if they can't figure out in the second half. Um, There's still 21.3 seconds. We're coming out of a timeout. So this is literally live. This is, uh, you know, this is me. This is my raw emotion. Um, 19 points and a half is our worst this season for our first half. We're currently sitting with 21. It has been abysmal. Both both McCall Mayween and Levi Stockard uh, don't know how to play defense or rebound without getting a foul tonight. It is insane. Both of them have seen extended amount of time on the bench with two and three fouls, respectively. James Love has had to ha- have to had has had to ha- play a lot. Um, I think Austin Trice has two fouls, and all of this while the majority of West Virginia points are coming from the bench, which is something K State hasn't seen. You know, hardly any bench production all year long. Uh, and then, you know, rise on top, t- telling this, James Love gets another foul. 
we, the, the big men just have not shown an ability to be on the floor without fouling, and it's and it's 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 just embarrassing defense. You know, you're giving up 35 points and a half to a West Virginia team that isn't prolific scoring at all. The narrative about the defense probably ha- we've gotten to the point where it needs to stop because in Big 12 play, quite honestly, it has not been good. It's been below average. It's been one of the worst defensive efficiency teams in the Big 12. Uh, if you can't even hang your hat on that, I, I, I this we we might not win another Big Twelve game. I know that's being a little bit alarmist, and eventually, uh, Dean Wade's going to come back. But you know, C- Cam Stokes is playing in this game, and we're still down fourteen, maybe fifteen at halftime, depending on if this guy makes his free throw. It's getting to a point where uh, someone in the actual you know Big J journalism. Uh, media game needs to really ask Bruce the question, put his feet to the fire, and ask him, hey, wh- you know, you put so much expectations on this team. You compared it to your Illinois team that went to the championship game. You're complaining about not having, uh, you know, enough respect going into the season. This is what has come out. Um, the K-State fan base deserves answers. Uh, Gene Taylor deserves answers. Everyone deserves answers because this is just abysmal abysmal um i can't think of any other words to put it i uh you know grant sent me a text message as he was you know going into work uh i'm gonna pull it up i'm gonna read it right here live on air he goes also just peep the score here's my take season is over and bruce's seat is starting to get uncomfortably warm um you know, if if they don't turn around and get this one, there's a very real shot they start the Big 12 season 0-6, and you hit a point that the season truly is over uh, if that's what happens by the time you're tipping off at Texas A&M. And that, that's a shame because a lot of folks got back on board. You've heard – everyone's heard Grant and I get back on board. Uh, folks like Cole Manbeck, a lot of folks who – had sworn off Bruce. They got back on there, ready to support this team. Attendance in some of those early Saturday games were great. Um, and now it's – I'm truly afraid that if the second half doesn't uh, turn around and they make a prolific comeback, um, I, I, I think you could see I – I think it's all gone. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to come back immediately after the game. You guys are going to get my live, unedited, raw take about the game. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to chatting with you guys then. And we're back. Uh, as always, we are still sponsored by my bookie as well. Use promo code BOYS25. You can still get that 50% uh, match bonus uh, up to $1,000. All right, Barry Brown just hit a layup. Uh, to take the lead it's 70 to 69 28 seconds left like I said this is 100% real uh, reaction from me immediately after the game West Virginia just called a timeout Uh, again another shout out to our sponsors my bookie and ticks blitz Uh, codes will be in the description of this episode Uh, West Virginia just called a timeout I'm gonna give a live reaction to how uh, how this game finishes um you know how we got here it was you know a 21 point uh comeback uh you know one point down 21 
Uh, Barry Brown has just gone off this half. Swaggy Mike McGurl showing what everyone hoped we would be seeing all season long uh, in this half. Uh, you know, on, on the downside, the defense has been dreadful. This has been probably our worst defensive game outside of the probably the Marquette game. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. The post defenders have not been able to play defense. West Virginia has been able to expose that most of the game. Um, there are no moral victories. The next 23 seconds is going to be, you know, whether this ends up being an amazing night or an absolute crap night. There is no in-between uh, with where we are in the season. You have to find a way to win this game if you still have hopes of getting into the NCAA tournament. I don't see any way around it. Uh, but yeah, there's just there's just no way around it. Uh, there has been a Big 12 team to do it. Uh, back in 2016-17, Oklahoma State did it. Um, but looking at the schedule, I, I, I just don't see it happening. So uh, all the good work by Barry Brown, Mike McGurl, Cam Stokes, even Xavier Sneed, who got hot for a little bit. It's all going to be for not if they can't get one more defensive stop here. Um, they're dribbling it down. They're trying to body up Cam Stokes. Uh, under 10 seconds. Here we go. There's the shot. No good. Rebound Xavier Sneed. Uh, three seconds left. He's going to have to hit some free throws. Wow. Holy crap. If they if they find a way to end up catching this in, I hope this is the piece that catapults this team into a, into a run, into a – uh, you know, a run of good form. Mike McGurl has shown all those flashes that we wanted him to, to see. Barry Brown became that alpha in the second half, and now Sneed has a chance to go into double digits. He has nine points right now shooting two. Need both of them to ice it. Three seconds left. <sighs> Xavier Sneed went back to wearing a headband. He didn't do that often. All right, hit it up to... Wow, um, wow! this really could be a game that changes the trajectory of the season if you're trying to look at this in a positive point of view. Pessimistic point of view, you still had a massive scoring drought to start the game. That is something that if we end up holding on to this two-point lead with three seconds, that you can't do. We just had to have the greatest comeback in school history to beat an eight and six West Virginia team at home. That is unacceptable. This is a team that quite frankly had, uh, man, did I just, this is going to be a great meltdown if this goes in. Nope, not no good. Wow. Massive comeback. Okay. So let's get real hot take quick take. Here's my hot take. We were three points away from the entire fan base jumping on a fire Bruce movement. They had the biggest and greatest comeback in school history to prevent that. Uh, Barry Brown truly showed his, showed his colors and so did Mike McGurl. Um, this needs to be a moment where uh, they, they catapult off that they build on. Otherwise, we're just going to be right back in this situation on Saturday versus Iowa State getting down by 20, and you're not going to make a comeback versus them. Um, 
if you don't build on this, you're just kicking the ball down the road of what's going to happen later this season. I can't give enough credit, though, when we want to get back to being positive, to Mike McGurl and Barry Brown. Those two guys just put the team on the back. They they did what we've been asking Barry to do all season and what we've been hoping we'd see out of Mike. You saw almost no Cartier Jada in that second half, and it has to be because Mike McGurl turned into one of, if not the best players on the floor tonight. Um, I'll be very interested to see what happens moving forward when it comes to those two's minutes. Um, Sean Neal Williams played great on defense and quite give you enough on the offensive end, uh, but I can't harp enough on how poor our post defense was. Uh, McCall Maywean fouled out with nine minutes left in the game. He only played six total minutes, five fouls. That's Jason Bennett and Allen Fieldhouse territory, uh, and that's just unacceptable. The fact that we were able to make this comeback with getting absolutely no production from the five spot, quite frankly, is is crazy. Uh, Stockard, who I thought had been really playing better, over the last handful of games, he too was just a fouling machine. James Love got in there. We ended up playing quite a bit of two-three zone throughout different portions of that game, uh, just to you know get get out of there without fouling out all the big men and having to bring in Shad, who hasn't seen the floor in a month now. Um, that's something that if you really want to be critical of this roster build I know a lot of people want to talk about how you don't have a bona fide shooter you don't have someone who can you know light it up from three game in game out my biggest gripe is a ton of wasted spots with no no production at all from the five spot um a lot of folks want to get excited about McCall Mayween he's shown and flashes how great he can be but there is no uh, consistency or reason to believe he can be that player game in game out and shad and love have been just wasted spots and th- that quite frankly is one of the most frustrating things about this roster and how they distributed their scholarships um, we'll try to transition back into some of the more positive stuff uh, Sean Neal Williams Mike McGurl both played more minutes in this game, I believe, than they have in most games all season. You got to see that athleticism. You got to see that swagger, especially from Mike McGurl. He's going to be the guy that everyone talks about coming out of this game. Um, yes, Barry Brown, I think, ended up with 29 points. I'm pulling up the box score right now. Um, yes, with 29 points, but everyone's going to really look at Mike McGraw. He went four from six for three. And he really got us going when there was nothing to be got. Um, I'll read through the point totals for the team, and this is crazy. It makes sense looking at it, but looking at this point distribution, you got 10 from Xavier Sneed, 29 from Barry Brown, 12 from Cam Stokes, 18 from Mike McGurl, and 2 from Trice. Nothing from anyone else. That's really insane. Um, You know, in the back of your head, that's something that, uh, in the back of my head, I thought I realized, but I did not realize it truly was that bad. When it's all said and done, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we heard that Cartier Jada had something wrong with him. Maybe he... Uh, is a little hurt. I'm I'm not quite sure. Um, but to get literally no points outside of those four guys, 
I guess Trice had that one dunk. That is insane. You have to go back to some of those Bill Walker, Michael Beasley games to see points that concentrated. I, I would love to know what the fewest amount of points scored by a K-State, like or fewest amount of scores in a K-State game in the modern era. You had five guys score. That is insane. Um, totals, you ended up shooting 47% from the field, 39 from three-point. Uh, listen, I don't think this team is going to be a 50% shooting team. So I think what you saw right there, 47 and 39, that's what you need to shoot for. Uh, and I would take 71 points every game. Yes, I railed on the defense in the first part of this and in the second half of this podcast, uh, giving up 68 point, or 69 points uh, this season. That's not something that we've gotten used to, and I hope it's not something we see often uh, because I do think we saw the maximum – points that we are going to be able to score it took you know damn near you know insane game in the second half to hit those 71 points uh yes it's a win yes it was the biggest comeback in school history there's a lot of pauses to be taken away from that but still it took all of that going right for you to beat one of the worst and now in the standings the worst team in the big 12 at home um this is concerning. Uh, you you got to take this momentum and try to find a way to beat Iowa State in Ames, Iowa. They just lost to Baylor. Obviously, they are a beatable team. They're not this heir apparent. They're not going to win the Big 12 or run away with it. Um, they're a beatable team, but it's going to have to be a performance like we saw tonight on the offensive end, save those first you know, 12 minutes in the first half to get that done on the road. You're going to have to hit three-point shots. You're going to have to come up with big baskets, but you're going to have to get something from your five position. And honestly, you're probably going to need to get something a little bit more from your uh, from at least – you know, another guard, no points from Cardi or Sean Neal Williams. That is insane. Um, do you want to give a shout out to Xavier Sneed? It looks like he registered five assists on the game. Cam Stokes, six assists. Sean Neal Williams did have three assists, two rebounds, uh, and a couple steals. So he did find a way to contribute outside of points. Um, Looking throughout rest of it, Cartier Jada had no assist. I I really wouldn't be surprised if it if it came out that he's battling some sort of injury or something happened, or maybe we've just hit a point where he he just doesn't have it anymore, and that would be that would break my heart because I am a massive Cardi guy. He is an uber athletic guard who's six four. He has the type of frame that you know if he had the type of skill, that's your NBA body for a point guard. Um. He still has two years of eligibility after this. And, hell, you still have half the season left for him to get it figured out. Uh, but I would not be surprised if you maybe saw may, may, maybe saw him come off the bench on Saturday. It's going to be interesting to know. Um, tweet us in. Who Do you want Mike McGurl to take uh, a starting spot? Do you want to see him continue to come off the bench? What were your guys' thoughts on this game? I, I was – I mean, this is why this – podcast in my opinion though the sound quality isn't great it's just me rambling um I'm gonna love to go back and listen to it because you heard the mini meltdown in the first half and now you're getting this excitement this is you know a buzz that I'm, I haven't felt yet this season uh 
And yes, it's a little misleading, and I'm not going to use this platform to tell everyone to get back in line and let's rock and roll. No, you need to see more wins. And quite frankly, this was the easiest game of the foreseeable future. You're playing ranked teams from here until Texas A&M. You have to go on the road to Ames and Norman, Oklahoma, back-to-back games. You have to try to find a way to win one of those games if you want to sustain this good feeling and start getting the fans to buy back in. Um, tweet at me. Let, let, let me know what you guys think. Um, did this win change anything for your mentality? Obviously, you guys have heard it in my voice. Uh, this has changed you know, quite a bit for me. I'm still... Uh, holding out hope that we can find a way to get into the tournament, get hot again. Um, what are you guys' predictions for Iowa State? I said on the other pod I predicted two wins and Barry going off in both of them. Well, hell, he had 29 points this one. So I think I said tw- an average of 24 points between the next two games. Uh, you know, l- let's see another 29-point game. Um, so, again, holler at me. Let me know if you want to see uh, Cartier out of the starting lineup and have Mike McGurl in. Uh, let me know what your thoughts on rest of the squad. Why can't we get any sort of scoring distribution? Are you all right with it? What are your thoughts? Just tweet us in uh, everything that's going through your mind. Has your panic meter gone lower? Um, you know, holler at me. Let me know. Um, some non-actual game stuff, some in-the-crowd stuff. Anyone who's been following the podcast for a very long time and anyone who's been following my Twitter account knows how I've been saying that the K-State in-house DJ needs to play every time we touch by Cascada as a uh, substitution for uh, Sandstorm. Well, during one of those big runs, they pulled it out. So, you know, what, what can I say? I'm an influencer. That being said, they did bring Sandstorm back. Taylor Bratt made the phone call, made it happen. Um, what are you guys thoughts on that? Uh, you know, pretty meh crowd, you know, it's a six o'clock game on a Wednesday night. I wasn't going to be able to make it from Kansas city. Even if I wasn't feeling sick, um, tweet us in your thoughts. Are you guys back on board? Are we going to beat Iowa state or is this just delaying the inevitable? We love you guys. Meet me at the cat head. Shout out to Grant. Keep saving those lives. I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me I still feel your touch in my dream Forgive me my weakness But I don't know why Without you it's hard to
Your arms are my castle, your heart is my sky. They wipe away tears that I cry. The Podcast Network.